Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday, Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. A lot of good stuff coming up for you on the show today, including giving away our final pair of tickets to see Beyond the Rainbow at History Theater and our final pair of tickets to see Journey and the Pretenders next summer at the XL Energy Center. We've got uh, sing-along Friday picks. We've got Beat Shazam. It's just chock full of stuff today. That's right. right. I'm giving pickup lines because apparently there's some big football game tomorrow that a lot of people are hyped up about. I even know who BJ Fleck is now. (laughs) Two days ago, I didn't know who the heck that guy was. But I know because I was home yesterday. But I was going to see the news. Well, not really. I was kind of in bed, but I did. I did. I don't know how I learned PJ Flex. I might have learned that from Jason's TV show too today. It's possible. Have you noticed? I I, I learn stuff from his I show. I always for watch our his show. show, but I've noticed is you're recording because I schedule it to be recorded every day. I record for Jason's. Does that happen to you? Because um, I hit only new episodes, but I get like four a day now. My DVR is smarter than yours because it just records the original airtime. Because I'm like, what is going on? Because this is happening me with Jimmy Kimmel, and it's recording something else too. And Jimmy, Kimmel, it's something weird. I would reset your series recordings. It shouldn't be doing all the repeats. It shouldn't be doing it all these It should be silly smarter things. than that. I've well, got a ghost. So. All right, Casey and I. All right, so, so I'm back. I had a. I, Are you back? Is this I'm your back, voice? I'm in back. Real life? I had I had a, a stomach full of rocks yesterday. I've inherited my mom's. Well, we just call it the Liberty Curse. My mom's in all the women in my mom's family. Was that her last name, Liberty? Yeah, that's right. They all boots Liberty. They all have. Bad stomachs. Bad stomachs. Bad stomachs. Like my aunt Claudie just got diagnosed with an ulcer. I'm a cancer. Cancers always have stomach issues. Oh, Did you know that astrological signs have like a you know? No. I didn't cancers know your are, we have weak stomachs. Okay, oh. because we're the emotional, intuitive, and you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're intuitive doesn't mean we have feelings. I know. Yeah. I, we made that clear Not the other good. day when we talked yeah. about this. <laughs> so anyway. I don't know where I was going. Oh, I know where I was going with this. So then you're back in person today. I'm back in person Yesterday today. Yesterday, you are just visiting in my ear. That's right. <laughs> I was sending, I sent you a few things like the, uh, you know, what the hell? Meryl Streep is going to be one of the Met Gala chair, the most famous woman in the world for playing Anna Wintour well, and the woman who hates fashion. Well, but yeah. look, at, look at the theme. I what is the theme? It's fashion and endurance or something. something it's durability. About- 
and stay and sus- over a long time. time. Oh, so they ask one of the older actresses. Thank you, oh. thank you. Yeah, Lori. I just thought I couldn't <sighs> believe it. She's a woman who likes her own style. I mean, she told us that. Yeah, she did. She likes to go and buy her own clothes for award shows, but maybe it's just Anna begged. Well, I don't even know if Anna begged. Maybe that. she'll dress as um, the Devil Wears Prada. That would be so great, that but I doubt so if she'll great. do that. But, but isn't it true that regardless of the theme at the uh, Met Gala, people wear whatever the heck they want to wear? No, but people, uh, but, well, but they like, dress up. They, they try. 50%. They do try. Yeah, okay. especially if they're with a designer. Yeah, they try. You know, Katie Holmes probably won't be going with Zach Posen since he shut down his fashion line. That's probably right. You know, but... Um, <laughs> Anyway, I'm just burn, saying, burn, burn, burn. Um, I did watch Cher, uh, her Vogue video. I mean, I got up at like 3.30 in the morning because I like had just slept all day and mm-hmm. I just needed to get up. So I'm like, what would make me happy at 3.30 in the morning? I looked sure. at, I had all the late night stuff. And I said, I know, I'm going to watch Cher answering the iconic questions about her 22 outfits. It was delightful was it really it really was okay. she was just like i don't know what i was thinking wearing this i absolutely hate this and she just turned the page you know i love it but she had funny kind of detail story that was really good okay it was so really good have you shared that with people that are did I you tweeted tweet it, it out? i right. tweeted it and then i looked up i was curious because first thing casey says to me this morning your last christmas got terrible reviews and i said and jack ryan's second season on amazon didn't get great reviews either yet we watched it and loved it a lot of things get terrible reviews Reviews. that we like is what you made us look at when we were looking at maleficent but yet you never went no i didn't go that one i think after my mom told me it was too scary for kids and too silly for adults i can just wait and see it right but we loved last christmas we did and the critic i looked it up okay so 40 Eighty-eight percent of the critics only liked it. Yeah. Audience score, eighty-one percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, Doctor Sleep, which is another new movie that That's came out today. Stephen that, King, right? Yeah, it yeah. has an impossible task. It has to be a sequel to The Shining, the Stephen King story, right? And it has to be a sequel to The Shining, the Stanley Kubrick movie, r- widely regarded as the greatest horror movie ever made, mm. and a movie that Stephen King hates. True. And how to do? Well, that got 73% from All the right. critics, but the audience, 93%. Okay. They really liked it. Mm. But did you, I mean, because it feels like it's a cottage uh, industry of making Stephen King books into movies and miniseries. Oh, sure. It goes on and on yeah. and on. But I did not realize that Stephen King hated uh, yeah, Stanley I did, I did Kubrick's. Know that. He thought he really ruined it. He did? did he? Yeah. yeah, he didn't care for it at but, all. Okay, well... It, and so the, what the what one of the things uh, Lainey Gossip wrote about Doctor Sleep that Rebecca Ferguson is absolutely incredible in it, and Ewan McGregor is too. And I guess the movie, the guy who did this movie, Mike Flanagan, he did The Haunting of Hill House, oh, mm-hmm. which we liked. And he also adapted Stephen King's book Gerald's Game, which was really pretty good. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, I have too. And. So I guess the way, the, and Donnie and I both read this book. It's about the grown-up Danny Torrance, the little yes. boy, right, the right, son right. of yeah. Jack Nicholson's uh, in the in the Shining. Mm-hmm. And I guess it 
the performances are so great, and it's just sometimes the movie pays homage more to Stephen King's words and the story, and then other time it gets Kubrick S. Oh, if that makes cool. sense, yeah, and it does. Yeah. and Laney Gossip was like only Kubrick can be Kubrick, which you know. Having only liked about maybe two Stanley Kubrick movies out of all he's done. Uh, it's a choir taste. Eyes White Shut, <laughs> Clockwork Orange, aren't those his? Yeah. Yes. I hated them all. 2001. Yes. 2001. Okay. Very, you know, like it's like people who are really. Yeah. They Dr. Strangelove, I think was what I Anyway, was. Doctor, here's how the re- this review ended. Dr. Sleep might be too Kubrick. For Stephen King enthusiasts. Okay. And two Stephen King for Kubrick enthusiasts. But we can all agree that Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson is terrific and Ewan McGregor is great. And Rebecca Ferguson, people will remember her from being in... The Tom Cruise movie. Yes, but she was in something more recent yeah, than that. Yeah, she's, she's kind of a chameleon actress. She was in The Greatest Show on Earth. Yeah. She was the wife. Yeah. The Greatest Show on Earth with... Um, Hugh Jackman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Donnie, will you see Dr. Sleep? Because I want to. Uh, eventually, I will see that. Yeah, you will. Yes. Next on my list is Ford versus Ferrari, but that's next weekend. Next yes. weekend. Yeah. yeah. The and Christmas, last Christmas, people, don't. Don't buy the hype. Go see it before you hear about spoilers. It's really, and if you love uh, um, Love Actually, or you love a rom-com movie, or you love George Michael, and you love Amelia Clark and Henry Gold. I don't know. I really it we took it, it. It carried us away, Julia. It did. I was in utter bliss the whole two hours. And that's of what that a movie. movie should do. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so listen. Um, when we come back, mm-hmm. it's our story. We can't get enough. Yes. Is it because of a history? How you with us on this Friday. So the one story I did not quit becoming obsessed with is like, where is the Amy Robach whistleblower Epstein story? No one still is covering it. And then this morning, uh, Megan Kelly joins Instagram and teases the world. First, she gives herself the wrong handle and then she recorrects it. But she is returning uh, to journalism mm-hmm. and she announces it on Instagram, and it's on her YouTube channel. And she has an interview with the woman who is the Emmy-winning producer who was fired from CBS for allegedly leaking the ABC Amy Robach bombshell hot mic admission that Wait. ABC killed that Jeffrey Epstein sex, sex slave story in 2015. Right. And she just She's going it. public. And yeah. the the former ABC staffer, her name is Ashley Bianco, she recorded this interview with Megan Kelly, which just aired on the YouTube channel of Megan Kelly like yeah. a little while ago. It also aired on Megan Kelly's Instagram mm-hmm. and on um, whatever IGTV is. It's it's a YouTube channel. It oh, says. is it a YouTube channel? Yeah, so, it says YouTube channel. Oh no on IGTV. Is that I don't know. I don't know. know So this Ashley Bianco, she worked as a producer on Good Morning America for three years until last month. And then she went over to CBS 
uh, news. And CBS, ABC behind the scenes was trying to figure out who leaked the video and found out it was this woman. That's what they uh, they allege. Allege. So they contacted CBS and said, if this woman's working for you, we believe she was responsible for leaking this tape that you know, wasn't supposed to be for public view. Right. The ABC News, they suspected she cut it and took it before she left for CBS on October 28th. Insiders say they were able to determine from internal logs that the tape was accessed and edited at a specific time and date from her former workstation. Got it. And it was leaked to Project Veritas, which was posted the video on Tuesday. And basically how... You know, Amy Robach, very frustrated about how ABC had nixed her interview three years ago with Epstein accuser Virginia Roberts to curry favor with the British royal family. And um, she just was like pissed about it. Yep. And then ABC yep. said they were going to address it and never did. So Amy Ro- Amy was back on TV today doing a completely different light, fluffy story. I saw that. Yep. I took a day off. Yeah. So, um, Bianca will tell Megan Kelly, I don't know if we'll have it here, that she only clipped the Amy Robach hot mic moment in the internal ABC news system, and she never was the one who exported it. Oh. So it could have been, what you know, on your desktop? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that somebody, so let's just play what we have, Donnie. Okay, I'll see if we can pick it up here. Okay. Corroborated. Some have questioned why, three years later, ABC never did nail down the story. ABC did manage to nail down the identity of the employee who accessed in its system the Robach hot mic moment within a matter of hours. That staffer had recently moved to CBS, and two days ago, after a call from ABC, CBS fired her. That young woman is Ashley Bianco, and she joins me now for her first interview. Ashley, thank you for joining me. Did you leak the tape? I did not. Not to anyone? No, at never. Any, at any time? No. Did you make a clip of the moment? I did, but I saved it I saved it in the internal system. So what was your job at ABC? I was a crash producer. Okay, so a producer. Yeah. And you were in the control room when Amy made those comments? Uh, I wasn't in the control room, but I was, I was watching the comments while I was at my desk, and um, I had seen what she was saying, and I went to my manager and I said, you know, do you see what she's saying? Does she know that she's on a hot mic? The assistant said to us that um, that Amy knew she was on a mic uh, and that she knew she was being broadcasted to all the affiliates. Right, so this is a moment where she's off the air, she's doing taped promos, mm-hmm. but she has a mic on and people can see and hear her. Yeah. So what made you, you what did you do? You clipped the moment? You sort of marked the moment in the system? Yeah, I, I just clipped it off. I essentially marked it in the system. I never left the system. We do it all the time. Did you tell the manager that you had clipped it? I did not. Did you think it was newsworthy, what she was saying? Everyone in the office was freaked out by what she was saying, and everyone was... This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Was watching it. So the purpose for clipping it was what? To watch it back later? Yeah, watch it back later. Um, you know, I, I did it just for office gossip, you know. Mm-hmm. Was there any intention to embarrass her? No, not at all. Or ABC? No, I would never. You know, at the... Three years I've spent at ABC, I've, I've loved my time there. You know, I'm a, I'm a good employee. I've, you know, I've worked seven days a week, you know. I, I loved my job. Was this the first time you had ever clipped a, a, a segment of an anchor off mic? No, I mean, we do it all the time. You know, uh, I'm, part of my job is I'm like a video editor. You know, I, I clip off moments all the time. I put together, you know, funny anchor reels of, you know, them off camera doing funny stuff to use later in the show. Did you go back and watch it later? I didn't, no. I, I didn't even, I didn't think about it after that day. So was that the last you had to do with that clip? Yeah, I didn't touch it, I didn't do anything else with that. You never went back to it? I never went back to it. You did Okay, Whoa. so here's my here's my one thing. So I do know that they do clip those things. Right, you but know. it was edited. Remember, the tape has been edited since the clip. I know everybody does clips, you know. The tape wasn't edited. ABC, oh. that is Amy Robach. No, I understand. That, what she clipped I thought at the very beginning real. she said that it was edited. No, no, oh. she just clipped that mm-hmm. part of her. So she left at the end of last month yeah. to go to CBS. So, like, I mean, do you believe the conspiracy that someone went to her workstation and found the thing, Mark Amy Robach slash Epstein, 2015? No, it was not 2015 because that just happened this year. It was in August that she clipped it. Yeah, I mean, if she, if she left her computer open, and, uh, anybody could access it, and you know. Well, here's my question: How yeah. long ago did she? When's the last date she ever looked at it? When did she clip it? In August, when after that 2020 aired. So whenever that was, because that okay. that was Amy Robach. Yep. On a commercial break during 2020 taping. Got it. I thought that. Talking about, it was like it was the day after Epstein or whatever, the week after Epstein died, died by his own hand because that was like a Saturday or Sunday. And and, she was talking about it. We had this story three years ago. And and he did not kill himself. And Project Veritas also publicly declared that she was not the person who leaked the video to them. Yeah. So she's got fired, fired yeah, from this yeah, job. Now yeah. she's not going to get hired. Right. Yeah, she reached out to Megyn Kelly. Because she... Which is, you know, right. because, of course, NBC isn't, hasn't even covered it. I mean, it is kind of unbelievable. I'm sorry it wasn't me. I'm not the whistleblower. I'm sorry to ABC, but the leaker is still inside. I never did that. I yeah. may have ex- accessed it, but I never leaked it. I never showed it to anyone. I did not talk about the situation outside the company. Yeah. Because it would be like, you know, if anyone else who was working that day, as she said, she says to her that everyone in the control room was freaked out when Mm -hmm. Amy was doing that because apparently it goes to whatever. I mean, there could be, I guess 
She sounded believable. She did. She sounded on the verge of tears. Well, she she was crying kind of in the interview. And she does have credibility in the fact that ABC, CBS, and NBC haven't given any of this any reporting. It's like, wow, that's a pretty big story. Scapegoat. It's like something right out of the morning show, <laughs> TV show. Yeah. It's, who did who did she sleep with, and that that wants her fired? I, I I don't know, but the fact that it was on her workstation, yeah. like any of these workstations around here, multiple, it's certainly possible. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. Anyway, we are going to continue to cover this well, story. We'll see what else happens. Wow, I know. Wow is right. Well, mm-hmm. Megan Kelly is back. I guess we're going to see how Instagram and YouTube. Mama said, don't give up. It's a little complicated. All tied up. No more love. And I'd hate to see you waiting. Had to have Well, it's that time of the year. We haven't seen him since the State Fair. Uh, the longest-running music critic in the United States. John, I love saying that. John Breen from the Star Tribune is here. Hi there. Good Hi, afternoon. John. Oh, my gosh. Where should we start? Should we start with Prince, the Beautiful Ones, number one bestseller on the New York Times? How about that? Yeah. Have you... Well, I know you did the interview with Dan. Yes, and I've read the book twice. Oh, my You've gosh. You've read it twice? Oh, my gosh. Okay, and... Spill. Well, yes, Spill. Spill, well, it's Prince. You know, he pulls the veil back a little bit of the mystery, but we don't learn all that much about him. You know, I think if he would have been able to finish it, it might have been a fascinating book. But we have precious few pages, so it ends up being mostly a scrapbook. Lots of handwritten lyrics... Childhood photos, snapshots taken during the recording of the first album, those sorts of things. Did you, I mean, I know you've covered Prince longer than anybody else, but did you feel like with uh, some of the the 50 pages that he did write, and I, maybe I'm getting this from your interview with Dan, the editor of this book, that maybe we didn't know like how painful his parents' divorce really was or did we know if we looked between the lines of his music? Well, I don't know that the music told you the full story. I think the book certainly goes in deeper detail about, um, you know, the dysfunctional family that he grew up in. But I think we all knew that right. he had a very dysfunctional yeah. childhood. Certainly Purple Rain, which is quasi-autobiographical, suggested that. Mm-hmm. Although he had told Dan uh, Pippenbring, uh, who's the was going to be the co-author, ended up being titled The Editor, he had told him one of the things he wanted to do was undo the image of his dad being violent, which oh, was kind of left sure. by the Purple Rain because yeah. his dad wasn't violent. Okay. And and I think it's kind of interesting because there was such a limited amount of information that he got. You know, Dan, um, I just don't have anything in front of me with his name, the editor of the book. That must have been a really hard task to put uh, together yeah. this book. Well, I like to refer to him as Dan Nobody because it was kind of a nobody when... Prince right. plucked him out of, uh-huh. out of the air, and Prince would have renamed him Dan Nobody, knowing how Prince works. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he just he only met with Prince. He said he was with him a total of fifteen to twenty hours. Yeah. He only was involved in the project for three months, um, and you know there were a couple of phone conversations, including one when they were in the same hotel. And uh, then there were a couple of sessions. I said, "Did you record any of the sessions?" And he says, well, no, Prince doesn't let you record things. And he said, but one time we were together, he said, well, take out your notebook and write some of this down. Like he wouldn't even let him take notes? 
Only he, one time did oh, he let him take notes. Wow, I was thinking audio. Did record. you tell us that one time before too that he doesn't let that he wouldn't let you record? Oh yeah, he he long had a uh, policy of no recorders, no notebooks. He wanted eye to eye contact and conversation when you talked to him. He didn't want you to be distracted by taking notes or recording it. So and then, of course, he would complain afterwards right. if something was inaccurate. Right, sure. which is the whole reason you record in the first yeah. place. Do you, okay, so you have covered Prince for so long. And, um, you know, you're the number one guy. I think you're the number one person with the information who has seen him the most, who's done everything Prince-like. Did you glean anything new from the book? Um, Little things here and there, maybe you know, that were confirmed. I mean, I didn't know stuff about some of his girlfriends from childhood or that okay. he had his first kiss at five or six and mm-hmm. he was playing house, you know. Yeah. I, like the th- rest those are. kinds of things I, yeah. I didn't but, know. Um, you know, it confirmed that he had epilepsy, um, which I'd heard rumors of but never asked him about or never okay. had seen it confirmed mm-hmm. before. Um, it told me, you know, a little bit more about his parents. I mean, things like that the parents were fancy dressers, and used to, he felt they competed with each other, dressing up, going out on a weekend. Okay. I guess they influenced him in that area. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so little things like that. But, but I, nothing, nothing profound. Nothing huge and profound, no. How disappointing, in a way, because you just wish you would have had more, you know? Well, you know, it, it, this book, in, in some weird ways, is similar to Bob Dylan's memoir that came out in 2004. The one Chron- that you Chronicles, did? Volume 1. No, no, this is oh, Dylan's oh. memoir. And Dylan only focused on like three chapters of his life. Um, they were longer, you know, yeah. and, and, and he, he is quite a good prose writer, um, whereas Prince's is short and to the point and, you know, maybe covers several years but, you know, we don't cover what it was me- like to make Purple Rain or what it was like to make the first album or things like that. Hmm. And are you surprised it's number one? It's number one New York Times bestseller, followed well, by I don't know how Elton many copies John. it sold. Well, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's what's the meaningful is the numbers. Yeah. I I've, We read the um, story about the woman who, you know, brokered this book deal or whatever mm-hmm. and how that he wanted to have in it i get the rights to put it buy it back if i don't want right. to publish if i don't like was that would that be classic prince to absolutely do that? Yeah. prince wanted complete control i mean dan pippenbring told me he, he had some conversations with prince about that and one of the reasons they hit it off because um they both were concerned about who controls the, the masters, so to speak, which mm-hmm. you have in music, which is the original recording you make in the studio. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to know who controlled this book when you finish it. Well, they're printing 300,000 more. Wow. But I can't figure out how many they... Oh, that's um, too bad Dan doesn't get any royalties. Yeah. Dang, yeah. That's not, you he just was, get paid what else was he on, Lori, that we were talking about? He did someone else's book or the screenplay. I mean, he was on something else big right before this. Well, he did a book with another author named Tom O'Neill, and it's that's about it. chaos. Chaos yes, about we Charles had Manson. Him, yes, we had Tom O'Neill on. We read okay. that book. Okay, And that's actually, it. interesting thing about that book, I said to Dan, well, you're working on these two books at the same time. What did you do for the other book? And he said, well, I literally wrote it that Tom had done research for more than 20, 20 years, years. Right, about right. the Manson case, and Dan was the one that they got all the it, notes, put well, it together, and actually literally I'm telling you, book. that book was very readable, that chaos. Because Dan, well, Dan's a good writer. I mean, his introduction good, to this book, uh, talking about how he, how it, the deal came about, which probably would have never ended up in the book, becomes a significant 
section right. of the book. Yeah. The and story. I guess he says um, that, you know, did he think after Prince passed, would this have fallen apart? And um, he said if maybe he lived, of course, there wouldn't have been a book, but I think he would have loved it, Dan said. But I don't know. They're now printing 300,000 copies. That's a lot for a dead musician. So I don't know if that means that's, that's the, the original. That's the first run is 300,000 is okay. what they're printing. I don't know. Prince, everybody that's a hardcore Prince fan will buy this book. Right. And yeah. I don't know if there's an audience beyond the hardcore Prince fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, the nice thing is it's only 30 bucks. Yeah. Okay. It's not one of these big coffee table books with, you know, big lavish mm-hmm. photos. It's going to go for 40 or 50 bucks. Right. It's it's reasonable. And I don't know. I enjoy it. Small I haven't enough read you it can yet. take it on the airplane. And on the airplane. I liked, I liked all the pictures yeah. in it. And I, it's got a lot of pictures. Really? It yeah. Does. And it's got Prince's words in twice because they're handwritten. And yeah. then it's printed for those of you who can't decipher his handwriting. I mm-hmm. couldn't decipher it. I was very glad to see that. It, it, it takes a while to, you got to get the rhythm down and then then you can kind of read it but there's some of them that are written over it's fascinating to look at the lyric sheets and you see a guy who wrote some lyrics in cursive some he printed and some he printed in all caps and some are scribbled over so you see different iterations mm-hmm. of the songs i mean some might have been the original ideas right, scribbled right. on a on a piece of paper and others are rewritten nicely yeah, you know, for presentation. You know, it's kind of interesting because I'm I'm looking here at hardcover nonfiction bestsellers. The beautiful ones is first, and then the second one is Me by Elton John. Mm-hmm. Have you read that? No, I have it, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Too wordy. Would you expect anything less from Elton? Oh, is he wordy in person? Literally, it has taken me. We are not on to even his first hit, and I downloaded the. Audio. Mm-hmm. Is it Elton reading? No, it's Terrence. It's uh, the guy the, who played oh, him. Play Elton does the intro and Terrence does this, but I mean, it is. Is I mean, Elton wordy in person? Um, He can or be. Can you be. know, he can be chit chatty and gossipy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen him on some of the talk yeah. shows and, mm-hmm. and, and he can get quite catty. Um, but it's so detailed about everything i mean i'm bored a little bit but i keep trying to forge through it you know maybe he stopped going to a therapist and just needed to get it all <laughs> get out it. in the book I, I feel like where was the editor i yeah. seriously do because the beginning it made the editor me... was working on princess that's, that's right, right. but um Touché. the the thing you know if you saw the movie rocket man i did which was very enjoyable yeah but boy you could really and, and elton was executive producer so he had some say mm-hmm. in what came of the movie you could tell that this guy was incredibly hung up on the way his parents treated him. Oh. And I thought it was like overkill. Like we hammered oh. this point over and over and over. Yeah. And we could have, you know, made the point three times and enough. But we made it 17 times. You are so right. And he, and that comes out in the book. It hammers over and over and over. But then just the starting of his first time he traveled with the band even. Holy, I know every stop they did in the south of France and through, it, it's really wordy. It sounds like it could have used a good editor. So, so what do you recommend, the audiobook or the printed book? I have both. I, I wouldn't do the printed because I would have stopped. Mm-hmm. And it's, his accent is keeping you going. It's keeping me going. Okay. Because I do want to know the story. Road Even, trip we're talking here. Then. Uh, well, yeah, right. it's, what, it's coming to work every day for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> 25 miles each way, so I get some good listening in. But I just, I I would recommend listening. You know, and I'm there, curious. Do they play any songs in the, in the, not in the yet. book? Not no, yet. I don't think they do. But 
But wouldn't that be fun? That that would be cool. That thing. would be cool. Is this one it gonna is, be in it Audible? It is on Audible, and I wanted to look no, up. No, there, there's no audio version of. of I thought I just ones. saw it. Mm. All right. I wasn't aware of one. I'll just. I don't know if there's enough text to do an audio version. Well, <laughs> and here's the scribble <laughs> note in caps now, yeah. and here it is in curse. <laughs> Julia, right. you gotta tell uh, John about making Albert Magnoli cry in the studio when he was here oh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Well, we had never met him, okay? And you went? Did you go to the Prince live screening of Purple Rain? No. But okay. you met you Albert. Met him. You know him. him and- but we didn't know him, and we didn't know his story. And we come into work, and Donnie's like, "Well, he's on today," and we're like, "Well, who's this?" And all of a sudden, we start reading, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. He worked on Purple Rain and everything. But when he came in... Um, and I was teasing Julia. I said, he's going to be your L.A. boyfriend. I've looked him up. He's real handsome. <laughs> Julia, let me have my Hollywood dreams for you. You did. <laughs> yeah. So he comes in here and we're talking. And finally, I mean, we were asking. He was pretty detailed in his storytelling. And poor the press and the people from the film organization like, we got to go. We got to go. But he's a talker, too. Yeah. And so... He's Italian. So I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Foey Italian, real yeah. Italian here. Yeah. Um, so he ends. I just asked him, "What would? Where were you? Where were you when Prince passed?" When and then he just, yeah. Wow. I just thought, was, good job, Julia. You made. I mean, don't you think that's a good thing? Make somebody cry if you can. I don't know. Barbara I don't know Walters. if it's a good thing. Well, not a good thing, but meaningful. It, it felt meaningful. You know, you, you obviously touch a chord with him, and mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's, it's good to get meaningful conversations. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Thank you. We we're just looking for some, a journalistic pat on the head. John. Well, no, that, that's I, impressive. Yeah. To, you know, you ask good timing with the question, and thank it you. was it was towards the end, and yeah. he was really you know sharing a lot, and it made me. I was like, there could be a movie about making Purple Rain the movie. The story sounds so wild. Uh, it's possible, yeah. And everyone has a different version. I've heard You've them heard have many. panels See, and people disagree. A, yeah. 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 All right, listen, we're with John Bream with the Star Tribune. You can follow him at Twitter at John Bream. That's J-O-N. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about John saw David Byrne on Broadway last week. we got to get the scoop on the Wee Fest. And I loved your story today about Lamont Cranston. The Boogie, I mean, they have been rocking for 50 years. We'll be right back. On Broadway. Is it, a, is it like a Bruce Springsteen type no, show? No, no, no. It's the same show he brought to the Orpheum last year, which 
was my number one concert of the year. Really? And my colleague Chris Riemann Schneider even agreed with me on that. We don't. And always I think agree. Stephanie Hansen went to this show too and said and it was absolutely it. amazing. And so this is essentially the same show in a much smaller space. Okay. And a few different songs. And he's much warmer, looser, funnier, more human. You know, he goes off script a little bit. It, it, it's very entertaining. I can't even think of hearing him Why talk. Why did you miss that, Julia? Why did I you know. Miss that? He, I, you know, he he's not someone who's normally talking. And that's right. why it was, you know, fun to hear him talk as opposed to when you hear Springsteen talk. Like if you watch that new movie, Ed, Western Stars. Yeah. You can tell he's reading a script. He's mm-hmm. not talking like he's... He's got it on a right. Yeah, like he's mm-hmm. on stage, you know, telling you a story. Whereas David Byrne actually now is so comfortable in this show that it's like he's just up there... Like we're talking, yeah. Right. You know, do, do you think that he's going to come tour with that show? Or? No, 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 no. It's just and he already right. toured the show. That's he's it. taking it to Broadway. It ends in the middle of February, and then he's going on to a, a new production in Denver. He announced yesterday. All right. Does he? You know, when you think about the Talking Heads and David Byrne, I mean, I go back. I think late eighties or eighties. You know, and think of that. What What did you learn about him? through him his kind of talking in his music is there anything about him like that we don't i i don't think of anything about him because it's been so long kind of for me since his music's not very personal it, it tends to be more like social commentary okay. in, a, in a way especially uh, last year's album american utopia which is sort of the focus of the broadway show but we don't really know him very well i mean he you can if you want to go to his blog and his books right. and stuff, you can get to know him get better. Get to know him you know, that way. He likes to bicycle around New York, and he had a book out, The Bicycle Diaries, and he can be real nerdy and scientific. This new show he's putting together is about inside the mind, the mystery of the mind or something it's called, and he, he wants to uh, you know, work with this neuroscientist. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, let, let's talk about um, the CMAs are coming up. Next Wednesday. Poor Carrie Underwood. I mean, she is the greatest host and a great singer, but she is a deadly doll guest oh. and a deadly doll co-host. I will just say, I just she's making the rounds. Did you ever interview her? Am I wrong in that? Am I jumping the gun? I interviewed her a couple times. I interviewed her very early in her career when she was, you know, American Idolish, and then once early in the career when she started as a country singer. She's kind of, eh, I hate to sound pejorative, but kind of Barbie dollish. You yeah. know, she just, just gives you road answers. There's yeah. no warmth, there's no personality. And we're used to people in country music being a little more human. Right. She doesn't seem human. She almost seems robotic. Okay. She does, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Okay, so Marin Morris is. Her gonna, concert is that way, too. Is it? Yeah, you that's and right. I, I went and saw her at the fair. So she yeah. wouldn't even change her costume. Yeah, it was bad. All right, I forgot about I that. I like her, though. I like her on a war Cry shows. Baby, I like her. I think she's I funny. I like some of the stuff. I think too often she explodes in songs emotionally that don't mm-hmm. build to that explosion just because she's got that great stratospheric voice. Well, she is a good host of the CMAs. They well, be- we'll see. I mean, we'll she doesn't have Brad Paisley. Well, she does. Oh, like, I know. That's true. She's ladies. got Dolly and Reba. I think yeah. she could do it with those two. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, so you talked to Marin Morris. Yes, Marin is the most nominated person this year. She's up for six different awards and then she's coming next saturday to the armory oh she is yeah so we we talked about you know she's glad she has the armory show because she said cma is a lot of pressure and so you it's glad to have some normalcy in the week and she's had a big year with that album girl right. the, the playboy spread now she announced she's pregnant how do you see your Marin morris and playboy isn't is it a digital oh. subscription now 
I don't know. I don't yeah. have one. I don't um, either. I don't have one either. <laughs> some I know it. it some, that some, to me, it's a quarterly now, I believe. And some some photos were on her uh, her social media feeds. Oh, really? Did so, she enjoy it? Yeah, and she's very proud of it. And she said she didn't want to be the cookie cutter version of what a country singer is, and she wanted to talk about real things like oral sex. Wow. And she said, you know, if your partner doesn't give you oral sex, drop that partner. Wow. She did. I. <laughs> yeah. Well, there she's you go. Married. Well, she's true. There is some truth to that for crying out loud. Yeah. All right, so she's, when are we going to see that interview? Uh, my interview is running Tuesday. On Tuesday. Okay. All right. What else are we going to... Oh, the Wee Fest. What oh, the heck? What's going on? That's, that's going to be a that, scandal and a half. Well, I've always wanted to scandal, go. scandal, but it was a little bit of a surprise. Live Nation, the, the behemoth concert promoter, the world's biggest concert yeah. promoter, purchased Wee Fest this year. It's been around for 37 years. They bought it in August. From Randy? Uh, no, they bought it from Town Square. Oh. Randy sold it to Town Square. Okay. Randy Levy sold it about six years ago. And Town Square really kind of, I wouldn't say ran it into the ground, but it's diminished it. You know, Randy Levy, who had run it for 30 years, told me he went up there this year and there were only 13,000 people on Saturday night when they typically draw, you know, thirty to 50,000 right. on, a, on a good festival. So they're going to... Live Nation wants to take a hiatus next year, not do a Wii Fest, and come back in 2021 with a with an all-new lineup and all that sort of thing. They think it's going to take some time to figure out what's right, what's wrong, and to plan and get the staff together to pull it off. But they, they've got connections. They control everything. You everything. know, 15 of the biggest names in country music yeah. are, are under their contract. So, you know, whether it's Jason Aldean or Luke Bryan or Florida Georgian Line, they've got those people locked up. So they... They can get the talent. They just right. need to figure out the infrastructure and the setup. Jeez, I know. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so here's my question. Okay. Um, I just have to circle back on something. The Beautiful Ones is on Audible. It and is. it's Audible narrated book. by Esperal's, Esperalda Salt. Esperanza. Thank Spalding. you, Spalding. Adis Pedro Oduli. You know I'm butchering these names. I have no idea who that is. Um, Dan. The, uh, the, Dan Pippenbrink. Yes. And um, so it is available, but it's two credits. Wow. You know, and not many books are two credits, um, you know, that, that they have to do that. Okay, so. And how long is it? Um, you got three minutes, no. Well, <laughs> let's see. Here. What's the running time? Um, the running time, I'd have to buy it to find out, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, no, three hours and four minutes. Oh, that is the shortest book. Okay, that's really short yeah. because by comparison, the. Um, Elton John one that I'm listening to right now is I have nine hours and 51 minutes left. Wow. You could drive to California with I, that book. I, listen, you know what I did, though? I drove to Montana a couple years ago alone, and I listened to a book with 16 hours. I listened to it the whole way there. I never wanted to get gas or get out of my car. Wow. It was so good. The and, Great Alone by Hannah Christensen. And did you listen to it again on the way back? No. Oh. I've had two more. No, wow. I think it's kind of a nice way to go, go across country. All right, so... The holidays are here. Are there already? It's hard to believe. I. It's so hard to believe because think of it. Last time we saw you was at the state fair. Right. Where does our time go? Oh, we're already out of time. Number one holiday show that people shouldn't miss this year. That there's still tickets available to. Well, I would say the new standards are always fun. Love you em. know, Chan Pauling yep. was out with some illness this summer, so they took the summer off. It'll be good to see him. 